0: Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss.
1: Hi, I'm Sarah Ellis. And I'm Helen Tupper. And you're listening to the Squiggly Careers podcast. Every week, we talk about a different topic to do with work and discuss practical ideas and actions to help you find your way through our squiggly world of work. And this week, we're going to be talking about energy at work, what gives us energy, perhaps what takes it away, and how to get more of it. And sometimes I think we mistake energy for, oh, somebody is energetic.
2: exuberant, Exuberance, Exuberance
1: <laughs> yeah. And I guess some of that falls into the territory of... Oh, you're more of an introverted person or an extroverted person. And I think sometimes, you know, like energy can be quite visible in Mm. some people. I think what we're really talking about today is the energy that you feel inside and also how you recharge that energy, what that looks like, which at the moment, given the stamina that we all need is really important because that's what energy helps us with. It helps us to keep going and actually increases our capacity to get things done. So one of the useful resources that we have found researching today's podcast is there is a really good article on Harvard Business Review, which actually I particularly like the title of the article, which is Manage Your Energy, Not Your Time. Definitely worth a read. Obviously, we'll include the link in today's podcast notes. And one of the things that it includes within that article, it's not quite a survey. It's more a set of questions that you can ask yourself about your energy to do with body, emotions, mind and spirit. I just found that quite an interesting set of questions to just work my way through and think, oh, is there a particular area where... I feel like I'm doing quite a good job and and that's helping me to have energy. And is there one that needs more of my attention? So we're not going to dive really deeply into that today because we thought actually that's something else that you can go and do. We're going to talk about some practical ideas for action around what you might do within your working week at the moment to just increase that energy that we probably all need. And before we start with
2: those ideas for action for you, we thought it was helpful to... Almost get a sense of what's giving you energy at the moment. Do your own little energy audit. Think about maybe over the past week, three things that have given you a bit of an energy surge, whether it's sort of work related or maybe it's something that's helped you outside of work that you've done. But ultimately, it's kind of, I don't know, it's refilled your battery. It's given you energy to do all the things that you want to get done. So Sarah and I thought we'd share ours. And we haven't shared these with each other yet. So it'll be interesting to see how different they are. So (laughs) our sources of energy surges. Shall I go first? Go for it okay so I was thinking about three ways one was very top of mind because it like just happened literally before we recorded (laughs) this but I was trying to think about why so my first kind of source of energy an energy surge was a session that I did this morning it was a zoom session all about how to kind of be more of a learn it all at work and how to invest in your own learning and the reason it gave me a source of energy actually it wasn't the topic I was presenting or it wasn't even the fact that I was presenting it was the fact that there were 100 people in the session that I was doing and they were all really active in the chat they were all contributing so every time I said or have you got a good example of this or what's one thing you stay curious about everybody had loads of ideas I think I was just excited about it I was (laughs) like oh there are people and they're sharing and their ideas are brilliant and they were all saying to each other oh that's a great idea and so they were sort of commenting on each other's ideas and it just felt like positive and lots of contribution and I think there's obviously something
1: in that that gives me lots of energy it sounds like a big collective conversation essentially
2: oh yes please
1: (laughs) it was yeah it definitely felt like that and sometimes zooms don't feel
2: like that they feel a bit passive and a bit quiet and this one didn't it felt like there was a conversation my second example was over the weekend there was I think I just was in a really good mood on Saturday morning and my children came downstairs they come downstairs at about seven o'clock and for some reason I had some music on quite loud and we all just started dancing in the kitchen for a good five minutes. We were singing and dancing and it was just silly. Like it's not something that I do every Saturday or every morning. But I definitely just felt like everyone was quite smiley and happy and it was not too serious. And that felt really nice. And then my other one was last week I was on a panel discussion, a lovely lady called Kate Murden, who is and Lucy Cave, who were running a session around mental health and how people looking after their mental health in lockdown. The reason that gave me an energy surge was because I was doing a lot of learning and a lot of listening, and they all had lots to contribute, lots to share, and there was just felt like there was a really good energy in the discussion. So I think I was really absorbing their energy, whereas I think maybe in that dancing one, I was kind of giving a lot of energy, but that panel discussion was me absorbing it from other people and that felt really good too.
1: Yeah, mine are quite different, I think. (laughs) (laughs) Were you dancing, Sarah? Uh, No, no, no. (laughs) Uh, So my first one was actually reading a book, which again, to this point about what feels like it's giving you energy. It doesn't have to be overtly energetic kind of from the outside in. It's more about inside out. Yeah, I was reading a book called Chatter by Ethan Cross, a new book that's come out. I think I just got really absorbed in it and I think it was giving me energy because I could connect some of what we have written for our next book, You Coach You, with what he was saying. So there was a bit of kind of positive affirmation in thinking, oh, we're along the right lines and actually there's some research to prove it, good news. (laughs) And also it sparked new ideas. I think it felt really relevant and useful for a lot of the work that we do. So I just really enjoyed like spending time kind of in that book reading those ideas I think I liked the tone of the book and the format it felt very accessible not probably quite as relentlessly practical as we are but certainly it gave suggestions and ideas for It's all really about kind of the inner voice that we hear in our head and how it can be really helpful and be a superpower. Or he also describes it can be like a kryptonite that really like holds us back and gets in our way. So I just found it fascinating, giving me a lot of energy. Like I could talk about that now a lot just because I've spent some time with it. So that was my first one, so reading a book. The second was a small discussion group that I'm part of with just two or three other people who also all run their own companies. And I think perhaps not dissimilar to your panel discussion. This is about just spending time with people. I think that I feel very comfortable and confident with, you know, so you feel like comfortable in your own skin. And it's very relaxed and very informal. And I just feel like I learn and feel kind of just inspired by those people. Yeah, like I say, it's a very relaxed discussion, but people that I would kind of want to spend time with. And I think you know, afterwards where you just feel really good. That feel-good factor, I think that's something to look out for as you're doing your energy audit. Where do you have that feel-good factor? And it wasn't like necessarily I was aware of it during the conversation. I was just enjoying being part of the conversation. It was just afterwards I was like, oh, I feel really great. I felt really upbeat, and it did feel different to the rest of that day or the rest of that week.
2: I was thinking, you know, when you said you were just kind of like happy in your own skin, I think mm. probably when you feel like you can be authentic, so you're not having to put energy into managing an identity that energy can kind of go elsewhere like because if you're in a situation at work and you're having to pretend you're something you're not you're already like leaking out this energy (laughs) that we're trying to acquire but when you can just be yourself you don't have to do that
1: yeah that's true actually you can focus your energy and concentrate it on the things that are that matter and that are more Mm. important And then my third one was actually the same as yours. I mean, we both spend a lot of time running workshops, so kind of no surprise. It would actually be worrying if they didn't give us energy because (laughs) that's what we spend most of our time doing. But actually for different reasons. So I ran a workshop for a group last week on resilience. And actually it wasn't necessarily a really highly participative session. So some groups are, you know, like you say, more chatty than others. Some are more thoughtful. And this wasn't one where everyone was like diving in on the chat. But I think I just felt that I enjoyed sharing the content. I felt well prepared for it. I felt confident in what I was sharing and that it was useful. And I managed to do it in a way that fitted in the time, but I didn't feel rushed. And I felt like I I suppose my own view of my performance in that time was that was a job well done. I came away from that thinking, I think I did a good job there. I then got some really positive feedback afterwards. A couple of the people who have been on the session were kind enough to bring together that feedback and, and actually send it to me. And so we've talked before about the difference between intent and impact. My intention and my own awareness was that was a job well done. And then I think because that was then reinforced by other people having that same experience, that just gave me a real sense of energy of like, I suppose it's a bit of a reminder of this is why we do what we do you're good at that. That gives you energy. The things that you are good at give you energy, I think, especially if they're then reinforced by the people around you.
2: I do think there's a few words that you mentioned that are worth people reflecting on as well. Like, is your energy, when you reflect on your surges, is it, an inner or an outer source of energy so is it like sarah can read a book and she's sort of reflecting on it and that kind of gives like it's almost a bit more inner kind of there's like an input whereas mine is a bit more output and it's other people chatting in a forum that i kind of benefit from it so is it kind of within you or is it outside of you and then i also think it's useful to reflect on that point about energetic like almost some kind of spectrum about does it feel like me dancing for example or me doing exercise do you get your energy from kind of being energetic or is it coming from something else almost like a more kind of reflective and a more individual thing and I don't think there's anything right or wrong but it's just it's just interesting because ideally then you want to spend more time doing the things that really give you the energy that works in a way that kind of energy gets made for you.
1: And I think if you were having a go at this energy audit you could do it in one of two ways like Helen and I we just took the last week so we did it really short term last week what were the three examples of things that gave us energy I think another way that you could look at it would be over a longer period of time. So you could perhaps think, well, since 2021, so since the start of the year, what are the people, places and projects that give you particular energy? I actually thought about doing it that way as well. And I think that gives you a longer term view. So I think your immediate energy audit can be just over the last week. Or you could think in the last year, in the last two months, where are the people, places and projects where I felt that real sources and kind of surges of energy in the work that I do. So once
2: you've, you've done your audit and you've got to your own insights and that's a really good starting place, then maybe as we go through these five different ideas for action, there might be one or two of these things that you could then add into your ways of working going forward to help you increase the amount of energy that you get. So Sarah, do you want to go first?
1: Yep. So our first idea for action on increasing your energy is to have a go at writing a seven minute story. So to do this, just set your phone to seven minutes with an alarm. All you have to do is write a positive story about something that you've done so far this year. And there is something in that process that gives us a lot of energy because we appreciate and remind ourselves of the progress that we've made. So we kind of that feel good factor that I talked about but also it spurs us on. So where we started our conversation today was saying that actually, when we have more energy, it gives us more capacity to keep going to do better quality thinking and work. Actually, just taking a moment to reflect on what we've already done well helps us to do that. And I've actually been doing some really interesting research in the last couple of days about just the impact of writing and how useful it is to a kind of almost get rid of negative emotions you know so if you're struggling or feeling a bit stuck just writing stuff down it basically it helps us to sort of craft our own narrative and there's some really interesting psychology about where it's used in so many different contexts to be really helpful I'm not somebody who journals ever it kind of doesn't appeal to me but the idea of just thinking oh well actually I could spend seven minutes having a go at writing just a quick seven minute story about something that's gone well in 2021. I think we could all do that. And it might feel a bit strange. You could write two sentences or you could write an essay. It doesn't really matter. I think it's just the conscious intention of thinking, right, I'm going to talk about something really positive to myself and I'm going to get it out of my head and into words and just see what that does for your energy. I had a go at this because I was making sure that it worked for something else that we're doing at the moment. And actually, I was surprised. I was probably a tiny bit cynical, and then felt really good about myself at the end.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I did actually.
1: (laughs) Well, yeah, I was like, I mean, obviously, I'm not seeing anyone or talking to anyone really, so I was just like, oh, that works. That's that's good. And then sort of had to. That was it. Move on to the next thing, really. (laughs)
2: Like, hooray for me! (laughs) Yeah.
1: I might try that as well. So I do journal,
2: but I haven't journaled this morning, um, because the combination of getting ready for an early morning session and uh, sorting out my kids was just a bit too much to fit into the day. So I might do that later. Though I might do my I might journal towards the end of the day and do the seven minute story. So our second idea for action is all about radiator relationships. And I'm sure this isn't a new concept for people, that the idea that there are some people that we spend time with who are more like radiators, they give you energy. And there are also some people that we spend time with that are more like drains, they take your energy away. And the action here is really to work out who the radiators are and spend more time with them, like actually consciously spend more time with the people that give you energy. And that might be in the conversations that you have with them. Maybe it's the messages that they send. Like I have some people that I actually don't like get onto a Zoom call with that often, but it's just in their messages. Like I was having a chat with somebody over WhatsApp on Friday night, just the the chat back and forth and what are you doing and what you're involved in. I actually came away quite energized from just a bit, a series of WhatsApp messages. And then some other people, you know, will have a Zoom call. Like I've just started sort of like a new peer mentoring relationship with somebody who also runs their own business and also looking to grow it. And every fortnight we're having half an hour together and 15 minutes of the conversation is my agenda and 15 minutes of the conversation is her agenda. And Aww. it's just learning. I'm so excited about it. Like <laughs> I feel like excited talking about it. But Basically, we both are going to have like a thing we want to talk about that we think the other person can help us with. And because we're a bit short of time and also we don't want to overplan it we have very specifically like I said it's half an hour it's 15 minutes each because that almost in itself also gives it a bit of energy that we've kind of got this finite amount of time and that's the way that I've also been trying to spend some more time with people who I find to be a radiator but that I then don't find the meeting a drain if you know what I mean like thinking how do I fit another thing in sort of goes against the idea really but who are those people and how can you spend time with them so that they can be a radiator for you and maybe also so that you can be a radiator for them because don't forget this energy transfer it's called relational energy you know you give energy to other people just as you get it from them and think about how you can kind of have this mutual reciprocal energy exchange going on is also an important part of this what about you Sarah have you got any relational energy exchanges going on at the moment?
1: Well I think it's one of the things that I'm sort of very much work in progress in I think I found it much harder since we've all been working virtually because I was the queen of the one-to-one coffee I'm brilliant at a curiosity coffee you know meeting someone in quite a low-key way quite informal no agenda I do find that much harder to sit and do that over a zoom so what I am finding is it sounds counterintuitive but actually has worked quite well a few people who give me a lot of energy we've been leaving virtual voice notes for each other so that's not a conversation clearly because it's sort of one person at once but actually just listening to those and leaving those messages has given me a lot of energy and it is actually as Helen was saying is important to appreciate this thing around if we can also work on our own energy it does give that ripple effect of actually not only do we feel better but apparently the people who are particularly radiator like you attract people because people want to spend time with radiators right like we want to spend time with radiators and if you're a radiator people want to spend time with you so it's sort of um A virtuous cycle of it also helps you to be more successful because you end up surrounded by people who want you to succeed who are giving you energy who are kind of on your side and I think I really felt like I'd got to a really good place on that and then obviously when the pandemic hit I think just some of how I probably formed that fell away so I'm still trying to find my way back and I'm I'm making a bit more of an effort with it now to like reconnect with some radiators That's what I think I'm doing at the moment. I think I'm reconnecting with radiators.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Like it.
0: Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort so you sleep better together.
1: So our next idea for action is Thursday thank yous. Though you don't have to wait for Thursday to say thank you, but it's a good way to keep this top of mind. Try every Thursday having a note in your calendar or in your phone to say thank you to someone who's helped you over the last week. And I think, again, this is one of those things that it feels maybe counterintuitive, but actually by saying thank you, we give ourselves energy. It's obviously brilliant for that person, but it's also really good for you too. And actually, I was saying to Helen about this, Kath Bishop, who was on our podcast earlier this year, silver medal, Olympic rower, she's been a diplomat, written a brilliant book called The Long Win. Kath has been an absolute superstar helping us with our next book. We've got a chapter called Advice from All Areas, where we're featuring lots of really inspiring contributors, all just giving a really short piece of career advice. And we have got some amazing people But a couple of those amazing people were not people that I hang around with day to day (laughs) because, um, you know, I'm not a professional athlete, unfortunately. But Kath has been so generous and supportive with her connections and just, just tried to be really helpful, even though she's homeschooling and got loads of stuff on herself. And so I just thought this Thursday, she's going to be the person that I just say thank you to. And I think just saying thank you and telling somebody how they've had a positive impact on you, even... Talking about it now and telling Helen about it, it made me feel just really grateful and energetic. So have that moment in your week where you say thank you. And I think it was Mark Price, Helen, who you interviewed, who was just talking about how we often think we're saying thank you. Because in our heads, and I've definitely done this with Kath, I've said thank you in my head, but not actually told her. And you think people know that you're grateful because you think it's perhaps obvious and you sort of make that assumption. But I do think we probably underappreciate how important it is to actually say these things or write these things and just take the two minutes it takes to do this. That could be another way of thinking about it. Two minute thank yous. That also works. Yeah, it
2: does. And I think being specific about it as well, you know, the difference between like just saying thank you and actually sort of the meaningful thanks, which was Mm. thank you so much for helping me with those introductions, it's meant that we have more diverse set of insights and voices in that chapter than we could have ever expected and we really appreciate that like I think yeah. being really specific there's this I think the psychology should have written that, down.
1: that sounded really good that's what I should say <laughs> I
2: mean listen, listen back to the podcast but the um the actually I think the psychology of gratitude is really interesting I was actually weirdly reading about this this morning Sarah even ideally go and say thank you to somebody that's what it specifically should do but it said that even actually the act of you writing down to the point about the writing down the things earlier even writing down like why you are thankful can help you kind of be more present and appreciative and it has it actually has a lot of benefits for you Mm. it makes you more present it's better for your mental health actually says you sleep better so it becomes better for your physical Mm. health as well it's the whole stuff around gratitude which arianna huffington's done a lot of research around it as well but thursday thank yous or everyday thank yous are a very very powerful way of building your energy and also giving a bit of energy back to other people as well Idea number four, then, is one that I struggle with, but I'm working on breaking up with your phone, (laughs) specifically for your breaks. I always, Sarah says, I always sing when I'm a bit scared. (laughs) Yeah, you do. I always do. I always do. It's because I am quite attached to my phone. And I find it hard to not be on it all the time. And so when we go from, Sarah mentioned all the workshops that we do, what happens is we do a workshop, the recommendation is that you don't do things like meetings or workshops for longer than 90 minutes because people lose their attention, so we don't. And then we have a break. And that is when I pick up my phone. And I don't really have a break. I just move from one device, my computer, to another device, my phone, whilst making a cup of tea... Sometimes talking to my children with my phone in my hand, all those kind of things. Maybe I will lose myself to something that someone called in our Instagram community our scroll hole. And I'm basically not having proper breaks. And for your energy, you need to have proper breaks. You have to give your brain a break so that it can do all the good work that you want to do. And it's got all the energy to do that. And so one of the things that I'm thinking about for myself and that I would recommend thinking about is how do you break up with your phone but maybe just make it a breakup with your phone during the breaks. Like if you can't yeah. fully you fully think that you could, you sort of leave that relationship with your phone right now, let's just have a little pause. And so literally when I go downstairs to make a cup of tea, leaving my phone on my desk, that is one way that I can actually have like at least 15, 20 minutes when I'm not looking at my phone and I'm actually talking and having a conversation with somebody downstairs, like my husband or whoever. Or I have been also thinking about active rest a lot more and thinking about how I can do something else. That my phone doesn't play a part in because annoyingly, my phone, part of the reason I'm attached to it is it plays quite a big part in lots of things that we're doing. So if I'm having that energizing chat with someone on WhatsApp, it's via my phone. If I'm catching up with my friends, it's via my phone. Like my phone is involved in so many things that I do. But finding things that your phone doesn't have a part in that give you energy is really good. So for example, Peloton doesn't have to be a Peloton, but I have a Peloton bike. I can't be on my phone when I'm doing that. I find that like a really active way of resting and getting energy. I've also discovered puzzles, which makes me, I think, sound like a complete geek. But I get so obsessed in doing my puzzles that I don't look at my phone for like two hours, which is unheard of for me to do that. But I'm so in the moment and enjoying this other thing that I'm doing that that also gives me a bit of a break from it. So I think... Be conscious of how much you are using it and think about how you can create a break for yourself, but very specifically in the breaks in your day. And then I think you can build up to breaking up with your phone in slightly more meaningful ways as well.
1: Um, some of the um, articles I was reading before today, there is so much evidence as well. It's really overwhelming about the importance of like short, sharp breaks where you're moving. And I do think that's probably one of the problems right now is some of my breaks used to be actually going from one place to another traveling or walking you'd be like oh I'm in one location and I've got to get to another and that actually becomes a break it gives your brain a break you're thinking about other things it's not quite active rest in the same way but sometimes my break becomes like going downstairs you know you're like (laughs) I've literally walked downstairs made a good and then you walk back upstairs again and also I often think oh I can't go for a walk because I've not got time because if for me a walk I'm like oh I need to have at least an hour or an hour and a quarter to go for a proper walk etc Whereas last week, I actually tried doing... I literally walked around the block. It's so bleak, isn't it? I walked around the block for 15 minutes. I was like, actually, that was really worth it. That 15 minutes still made me feel better. I got more energy for the afternoon. And I nearly didn't do it because I was like, oh, no, I haven't... You know, like you sort of talk yourself out of it and you just feel like you haven't got time or it's not worth it. But it definitely is. So I think even if you're just doing that virtual commute at the start of the day that we've talked about before... That 15 minutes around the block in the middle of the day, that 10 minutes at the end of the day where you go and do something outside, you know, especially as hopefully it gets a bit lighter depending on where you're living in the world. I've been reading a lot about, you know, importance of like planting things and spending time, <laughs> time in the garden. Honestly, I read some really interesting research over the weekend around not only spending time in nature, how important it is to kind of be positive about ourselves and our energy, even like looking at pictures of nature actually has a very similar impact on our brain so I was I've like I oh, about
2: forest bathing have you come across uh, forest yeah, bathing yeah
1: yeah I love it I
2: think it's like basically I mean, it's I'm just justifying all of my walks in the woods with the children yeah. I'm like oh I'm, I'm not just mindlessly trying to occupy them I'm forest bathing
1: <laughs> you can tell we're desperate can't you when you're like oh <laughs> we need to just look at a picture of a tree and it'll all be okay <laughs> yeah that's probably the point we've both reached to be honest and our final idea for action is WWH Why, why, how? So this is three coach yourself questions that I think helps to give us energy for the work that we're doing. And there's a big link, as you'd expect, between having energy and feeling that our work is meaningful for us, basically feeling that it matters and that it's important. And it's really easy easy to lose sight of that when we're all really busy. And so I think just three questions to come back to if you're thinking about this might be generally about your job or it might be about a project where you're struggling to give it the energy it needs. That's how certainly how I would think about this is the first why question is, why is this work important for the job that I do? The second why question is, why is this work important for me? And actually, when I tried this, that first and that second answer are actually quite different. They might sound similar, but I suspect most people get to different answers for those two. So why is this work important for the job that I do? Why is this work important for me? And then the third question is, how is this work helping other people? Even if you just write kind of one sentence for each of those, I think it helps to reconnect you to the work that you're doing and how it's meaningful. It reminds you of what you already know and puts it front of mind, which is good. And that kind of re-energizes you. Or it can prompt you to kind of discover the energy that's been missing, I think you could do this, like I say, generally, personally, I find this really helpful if you just think about either something where you just feel like you're, why am I not giving this the energy it needs? Or why do I feel like I sort of, my energy is a bit depleted whenever I think about doing this? And this, I think, can just help you kind of rediscover that energy that you need to go, oh, actually, no, I am really motivated by this and, and I can kind of get back involved and immersed in it.
2: So let's just give you a quick summary of those five actions to do after you've done your energy audit. The first one was to write your seven-minute story. The second one was to work out who your radiators are and spend time with them. The third action was your Thursday thank yous. The fourth action was breaking up with your phone. And the last one was why, why, how, WWH. So hopefully that has given you some ideas, whether you do one or all of those things. It's just about being conscious about your energy because we all need it. We, we knew you did it before and we definitely need it now. And so there are small things that we can do that can help us to build our energy. Hopefully it's sort of like a time well spent
1: for you. And if you have a bit of spare energy in your day, do you like the segue there? Um, <laughs> what are you going to say next? <laughs> oh, just ask people to rate, review and subscribe. Like, <laughs> like. Like every single podcast <laughs> in the world. So ever does. now that
2: we've given you energy, could you please send some yeah. our way? That,
1: <laughs> well, like, can nice, you, use, nice, Sarah. Lovely. <laughs> can you use that energy? That, that, that's the whole point of the podcast It's like use <laughs> the energy. Oh, but we do really appreciate it. So if you do have a moment to do that, that's always great. I know every podcast says it and it probably gets a bit dull. If you have read our book, The Squiggly Career, and you have one minute to nip onto Amazon and to give us a rating, if you have two minutes to give us a a review it's a free way but a really meaningful way that you can support a small business actually whether you're buying a product or like us, maybe reading a book or listening to a podcast it does make a really big difference and it's also how we can keep sharing what we do with more people so thank you if you've already done it and if you've got a tiny bit of energy do it
2: (laughs) (laughs) any any new books that I read I'm trying to like say so thank you to the authors afterwards like because uh, i think you can, it's quite an easy thing to do when you're like on social media and i'm just like Oh, i really like this point and be i'm always trying to pull out a specific bit that i liked as well i just feel like particularly when you're an author you put your work out into the world and sometimes it can You don't hear a lot back. And so it's so nice when you get that like Instagram message or that tweet with that someone says, Oh, I like this bit or a picture. Like for hours, people send us pictures of that scribbles in the book. And it's just the nicest, it's the nicest way of someone You know what I saw yesterday?
1: Um I saw something on social yesterday that actually made me really sad. One of the authors of a fiction book that I've read, he said, Oh, I've been yeah, he had this idea for this book back in like 2017. I spent like three or four years obviously writing it. It's just come out. It's, I've read it. It's a brilliant book. And he said, oh, and it's 99p for the day on Amazon. <laughs> and I really felt for him. And I, you know, when you do think, oh, yes, that is a bit of a broken business model, the amount of energy and investment you put into something, and then it can be 99p for the day. But he got a lot of love uh, with people like me going, I bought it and I paid however much, seven or eight quid for it. And it was brilliant. So thank you. <laughs> <laughs>
2: But we will leave you to your week, everybody. We will be back next week with another Squiggly Career topic. If you ever have any topics that you think, oh, Helen and Sarah, you've got like 200 episodes and you haven't covered this, then please do let us know because we always want to make sure that this is relevant and useful for you. And if there is something we haven't covered, we should do. You can just message us, squigglycareers.com and we will gladly take your requests forward. So thank you, everybody.
1: Have a good week and we'll speak to you soon. Thanks for listening, everybody. Bye for now.